What's up, everybody? Zach Boschman here from Citizen Truth. Listen, before we get into this week's episode of the podcast, I wanted to give you a quick apology. I woke up very early to record this episode, had not had my coffee yet, so the energy of my voice is kind of low. Jessica was a great guest, and she uh, conveys some very important information about the lives of the people in Masafuryata in the occupied West Bank. So I hope you still listen, and I promise on next week's episode, I will have more energy. Much love. What's up? What's up? This is Zach Boschman checking in. You are locked into the Citizen Truth podcast. We are honored today to be joined by Jessica Buxbaum. Jessica, today I want to talk about your recent piece in Mint Press News. In Masafar Yada, Palestinian children face stoning, car ramming, and terror from Jewish settlers. Where is Masafar Yada? So Masafayata um, is located in the uh, Israeli military controlled uh, area C of the occupied West Bank. So the occupied West Bank is broken into area A, B and C. Um, and area C is comprises about uh, the majority of the West Bank and it's under Israeli military control. Um, and uh, Masafayata is located in the South Hebron Hills, which is about, it's kind of like a rural mountainous region just south of uh, Hebron um, in the West Bank. You talk about the illegal settlement outpost of Havat Moan. I think I pronounced that right. Um, where is this in relation to Masafayata? And for the people who don't know, what is an illegal settlement outpost? Yeah, so um, an illegal settlement outpost, I'll start with that. Um, basically, there are two things. So you have the um, illegal, the Israeli uh, settlements, which are illegal under international law, but Israel considers um those settlements um, to be legal under Israeli law. Settlement outposts um, are illegal according to Israeli law and international law. And they're usually extensions of, um, of the established settlements. So they're kind of just constructed without any real um, Israeli authority. Uh, Israeli government authority. And so Havat Mon um, is one of a bigger settlement, um, kind of close to, it's in, uh, it's in the area of Masa Feriata, and it's very close between, kind of between uh, the village of Tuba and the village of Tuani. So, um, and it's this kind of uh, it's like set up on a on a hill and people often call it like this like foresty area. It's very recognizable because it's on this uh, hilltop and it's filled with, you know, uh, woods and trees. Uh, you talk about um, 
the Palestinian uh, children in Masafer Yada, their experience on their way to school. Uh, what, what is that like for them? And um, how are the, the settler and Palestinian relations in the area? Yeah, so the relations are not good um, at all. Uh, so when the children um, walk to school, they have a school um, in Tuwani. Um, and that's kind of the school for the whole area for the kids. Um, and often the children on their way to school will experience um, settler attacks, uh, verbal abuse uh, from the settlers, um, sometimes stone throwing, um, sometimes just getting beat up. Um, you know, it, it depends. Um, and the, the relationship between settlers um, and Palestinians in the area um, is very violent. Uh, a lot of the time settlers will um, harass Palestinians in the area when they see them, um, attack them. And then after um, attacking a Palestinian will then call the Israeli police or the uh, Israeli occupation forces, the Israeli army, um, and report um, that attack saying that the Palestinian was the one to harass the settler. And so they'll make that report and then the IOF um, or the police will come and uh, arrest or interrogate or detain um, the Palestinian as a suspect. Um, so that, that happens a lot. Um, also there's been a lot of documented cases probably the last few months of, um, increased settler violence in Masa Ferrata and also, um, so there's been a couple videos, uh, published on social media of settlers, uh, going near, uh, these villages and shooting, um, at, Palestinians and shooting at the villages, setting fire to um, to the Palestinian uh, uh, fields as well, so destroying their crops and their livelihoods. Um, so yeah, uh, you talk a little bit about um, military escorts uh, in the piece. Um, are these military escorts reliable and are they keeping the, the children safe on their way to school? No, they're not considered very reliable, unfortunately. Um, so basically the, the military escorts are often late, whether it's picking them up in the morning, escorting them to school or taking them back or on their way back home. Um, so, you know, and when that happens, the children have to call, you know, who's ever the commander, whoever's in charge, whatever number they have to basically be like, where are you? What's going on? So they could be end up waiting for hours um, for, you know, the soldiers to come and escort them. Um, and the soldiers are, are supposed to uh, walk beside them, you know, get stand and, and walk with them. 
Um, but instead, the the soldiers just stay in their Jeep and just follow the kids um, in their military vehicle um, as they're walking to and from school. Um, so it's very distant relationship. Um, the soldiers don't really interact with the children. Um, you know, the soldiers don't really care if, for instance, um, you know, a settler um, is there and, you know, says something, um, you know, abusive to the child as they're walking uh, to school, the soldiers doesn't really do anything. They don't really uh, stop the settlers from either their verbal attacks or even like the physical attacks. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a, a useless initiative in that sense. You talk about um, the area of Masafer Yada turning into like a like a, a a firing range or training area for the Israeli military, right? I think like the main picture uh, in your article is like a tank coming over the hill with um, Palestinian children. Uh, so what what's happening there with regard to the military? Yeah, so um, that picture is of uh, Firing Zone 918. And Firing Zone 918 um, is in uh, Masa Feriata, but it, it's comprised of about 12 villages within the region. So for instance, the village of Tuba um, and a few other small kind of agricultural villages are there. And um, roughly maybe 10, 20 years ago, I can't remember the exact uh, year, but this whole um, area was declared a military training zone or a firing zone. Um, and that was as a way for basically um, the Palestinians living there to be to get evacuated and displaced. Um, so for the last, you know, I don't know, several decades or two decades, um, the nothing has, it's kind of at a stalemate right now. So, you know, they, they, there's a lot of court proceedings that happened where Palestinians and, and human rights organizations petitioned the Supreme Court and said, you know, this shouldn't be considered a firing zone. This will displace, um, you know, thousands of Palestinians uh, living there who depend on that area for their livelihood. Um, and right now, uh, there will be actually a Supreme Court hearing on the 19th, so this Sunday, um, again, for, for this uh, firing zone to determine, you know, what will happen, whether it will be considered um, whether it will stay a firing zone, the millet and the uh, Palestinians living there will have to evacuate, whether it'll be kind of like a partial arrangement where the Palestinians can live there uh, so many days out of the week um, and then have to go into a nearby city and live there. Um, so yeah, right now it, it's, uh, it's kind of in limbo and it's been that way for a really long time. Um, but the picture that you mentioned was from about uh, back in February of uh, this year. 
And basically, you know, it was the first time in a long time that the military um, was conducting like, you know, physical training on the ground in the area and driving up their tanks and their uh, large vehicles onto this land and just mowing down, um, you know, uh, Palestinians' crops and fields um, and a child um, actually because they left all of their they left all of their equipment just around the area. They didn't pick up after themselves after, and so a child um, he. Uh, encountered some kind of bomb and ended up uh, afterwards and ended up blowing up his hand. Um, so, yeah. Uh, just one more question, Jessica. You know, many of us are kind of removed from the Palestinian struggle. Uh, since living in Jerusalem, what would you say uh, is the most significant thing you've learned about the the plight of the Palestinians? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say it's probably freedom of movement. Um, and I think, you know, that extends across all of Palestine. So Palestinians living in Jerusalem, living in the West Bank, living in Raza, they all experience this um, huge impact on their freedom of movement, movement. So right now it's the Jewish holiday season. And often what happens during Jewish holidays is the Israeli military will shut down all of the checkpoints. So those, you know, crossings that allow Palestinians to go from Raza or from the West Bank into 1948 occupied uh, Palestine. And um, so even Palestinians who were, you know, granted uh, permits from Israel to enter into 48 um, are barred uh, during this time um, to cross the checkpoints. So, you know, that, that affects obviously their livelihoods and, you know, their whole freedom of movement and just the whole system of permits that they have to basically get a permit from the Israeli government in order to go and go to Jerusalem, for instance, uh, to work in 48. And so, you know, that affects, again, their job prospects, um, uh, their family situations, if they have family living in Jerusalem or in 48, and if they're living in the West Bank, you know, that's, it's help, it's, it separates families a lot as well. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably the, one of the most significant issues that I've seen. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, definitely. Great. Zach Boschman here, co-owner of CitizenTruth.org. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Citizen Truth podcast. The intro and outro song is Enthusiast by Tours and is provided via the Creative Commons license. Please subscribe and check us out at CitizenTruth.org.